Hey everyone, it's 3.23 p.m. Sunday, October 22, 2006. This is Jem and you're listening to the Misadventures in Taiwan podcast. Today I'm going to talk about my classmate who's who's gotten a job as a teacher in some vocational polytechnic school somewhere in Kaohsiung and then and his life there, which is like, you know, funny. And then about China and Taiwan, about being Taiwanese slash Chinese and about uh, me going to this desolated beach to photograph some crabs and then some funny English, you know, E-N-G-R-I-S-H, English notebooks. Um, okay, let's get to it. So my classmate has, you know, I won't mention his name and you don't know him anyway and, you know, whatever. Okay, so he's, he, he, he's, he's gotten a job as a, as a, as a, as a school teacher in somewhere in Kaohsiung, alright? And the thing is, that's, that school is like really weird. It's, it's not a real, it's a high school. His students are high school age, around 16 to 18. The thing is, in Taiwan, there's like many types of high schools. Uh, mandatory schooling ends at junior high school. Junior high school is like three years, so maybe from 14 to 16, I think. Yeah, and then after afterwards, you can choose to not study anymore, and the government's not gonna come after you. Or you can choose to go on to senior high school, which is like three more years, which is like a traditional high school. You know, like you still study math and geography and whatnot, like from 16 to 18, or that's three years. Or you can choose to go on to a vocational polytechnic school where you, you know, like study like um things like computers and things. And then, or you can opt to start your, you know, career early like well not really career i mean like you could start opt to start early so you, you could skip like the last two years of junior no 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 after junior high school you have to like you know like choose your voc- you know the if you go on to the vocational school you can like there are some vocational schools which are like five years so it's like three years of senior high school right equivalent to it and then the first two years of college then afterwards you you can transfer on to a real college for your final two years of college. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, anyway, so whatever. I'll just talk about that some other time. The point is we're going to talk about, like, you know, his life there, which is, like, funny. So he's, like, you know, teaching in Kaohsiung now, right? And then his school principal is, like, this crazy guy, Yahoo Answers. There's this, like, feature, Yahoo. I mean, Yahoo has this, like, you know, sub-website called Yahoo Answers. Anyway, it's, like, answers.yahoo.com or yahoo.answers. Whatever. Anyway, I'm just like look for it and I'll also be putting the link later to you know the blog post that'll contain this podcast so anyway just check it out and the thing is there's an you know yahoo answers like you ask a question then like regular people will answer you which is like you know fun and yahoo answers isn't as crappy as like you know the yahoo news boards if you go to check on yahoo news and then you click on the discussion board downstairs the i mean not downstairs i mean below the message the 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 discussion boards in the yahoo news things are really really bad it's like not related to the news at all and then all these people just saying stupid things anyway yahoo answers hasn't gotten to that level yet so thank god maybe the morons haven't you know gotten around to knowing it and anyway yahoo answers has an equivalent in you know yahoo taiwan because i guess people you know i mean would you know i mean they want to post questions in chinese right and stuff so okay i found the link yahoo answers is answers.yahoo.com while you know the equivalent of yahoo answers for taiwan is called yahoo knowledge yahoo 知识家, okay is like knowledge so it's tw like for taiwan tw.knowledge.yahoo.com so 
So what is this guy doing with my classmates? So he's like, he said his boss, the school principal. Okay, he would, the school principal would spend his day like crawling Yahoo. He, he said that his, you know, like school principal has this thing for Yahoo knowledge. You know, as I said, the equivalent of Yahoo Answers for Taiwan. And he would like search tw.knowledge.yahoo.com all day for references to their school. So if anyone mentioned, you know, their school, say it's like Yale, you know, Yale Kaohsiung, ha ha ha. He'd type in the search term, and then it'll come out. Then he's gonna he's gonna see like, aha, somebody asked questions about our school or like said bad things about our school. He's then he's gonna go on to like, I mean, the principal would would summon the teacher and said, okay, uh, he'll print out the 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 offending um thing, and then he'll call the teacher. Um, hey, you um look for which student posted this on the internet. I'm you know we have to like punish him like. Deduct his grades. I mean, hello. I I don't even know if that's legal or whatever. But anyway, that's what his principal does all day. And then also that in their school, he's required. All teachers are required to eat lunch with their students and at the same table. Okay, like at the same cafeteria at the same table. And my my you know my classmate. He's like, oh, you know. He I mean he says that everyone would just like stare at him. I mean it's like kind of awkward, I guess, if you have your teachers sitting in front of you. And plus the fact that your teachers. Like this guy who's just like you know I don't know I mean who's who's just in his mid twenties and then he you know I mean he's he's probably gonna if you're you know gonna talk in slang and like this teachers I mean this young guy I mean the teachers he's probably gonna know what you're talking about right so I don't know it's kind of awkward and then like my my classmate said that you know like his students would you know sometimes even bug him he's like hey teacher so why aren't you eating this why why are you not eating that it's like really not nuts anyway and and well he has to fall in line you know at the you know lunch counter too. Get food right. He has to fall in line with like the rest of them. So most of the time, I mean, he can't rush to the front of the line. So by the time he gets there, all the good food's gone. And one more thing: not only does he have to sit with the students and eat at the same table, he's not allowed to bring his own food from home or you know buy food outside and then bring it into the cafeteria. It's like really crazy. And he said that the food's super oily. You see, in Taiwan, like for high school and grade school students, they have like this lunch set plan called Yingyang. Which means nutritious lunch. So that it's a set of like with rice and then you know maybe three vegetables and three different kinds of vegetables and then two different kinds of meat, something like that. The thing is, like for high school and grade school, these meats and vegetables are super oily. I guess it's because you know whatever. If it's not oily, it doesn't. Taste good or whatever. So anyway, then my classmates like, and the food's super oily, and he can't bring his own food from home. You know, I mean, so, I guess you could like do it like on the sly, and then you know, eat in the toilet or something. You know, so no one will see you. But I mean, there's really a rule like in his school forbidding him from bringing his own food. So it's like really crappy. And if you know anything about the Chinese people, they're like super. Um, I mean, they're scattered all over the globe, and yet they they still have like these like organizations catering them to them. They they have you know I mean wherever you are you know probably like South Africa or wherever you know corner of the globe there's gonna there's bound to be some overseas Chinese office or something you know they're like the Masons you know the Masons right they're like all over the globe and whatever anyway the Masons so speaking of the Masons I saw this article like this New York Times article like a few weeks back saying that you know their membership well at least in New York anyway has dwindled so you know they've like you know um um they're starting to like cater to tours you know. Of their like top secret headquarters and stuff, so to you know drum up publicity for the Masons, I mean, which is like funny. Um, so what are you talking about? Oh yeah, overseas Chinese. So we have like overseas Chinese centers all over the world, and then you know like for 
overseas Chinese people and or their children who can't speak Chinese anymore um, to um, learn Chinese or like you know get in touch with their roots you know so anyway what was I talking about so so they're overseas Chinese you, you, you know that now so the thing is Taiwan right you know most Taiwanese except except for like the Aboriginal people who are technically not Chinese I suppose but most Taiwanese or uh, you know of, of course uh, except also foreigners who have immigrated to, Ch- to um, Taiwan but most Taiwanese are Chinese, right? In the sense that, you know, their ancestors were from China and they speak Chinese, duh. But, I mean, but they're not Chinese in the, you know, like, as in China, you know, like, Taiwan, Taiwanese, China, Chinese, America, America. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? So, the thing is, so, tai- Taiwan, right? So, they, they, they want, I mean, a lot of, well, some or whatever, want to get rid of the Chinese connection. Because, like, if they're outside, if if they're in, say, in America or wherever, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm Chinese, so they're like, you know, so you're from China, you know, and then the people would be, and, and then they would be like, no, 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 I'm not from China, I'm Chinese, but, like, I'm from Taiwan or whatever. I mean, this never bothered people from, like, Singapore or Hong Kong, but, you know, I guess it bothers people from, some people from Taiwan, because, you know, they have that deal with, you know, having a separate nation, national identity or whatnot. Um, anyway, the thing is the funny thing is so they're not allowed so all the names you know, you know like the official name of Taiwan is Republic of China right the you know communist China's official name is the People's Republic of China but you know the official name of um, Taiwan is the Republic of China so if you like you know look at your plastic toys or you know whatever maybe computer components it's gonna say made in ROC ROC stands for Republic of China that's Taiwan the thing is a lot of like Taiwanese as I said they want to get rid of the Chinese connection so um but they can't get the in in official Chinese names, it's still Republic of China, blah blah blah. For example, some you know, I would say a broadcasting office. It's, it's like you know, the Chinese name would be the official broadcasting office of the Republic of China. The, but they've some 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 offices have started to like get rid of the you know words Republic of China, but not in Chinese because that would be obvious and like you know people would catch them. So they've started to change the Republic of China phrase into Taiwan, which is like like, you know, funny, I guess, or not, because it, you know, okay, so let's see, um, I have, I, 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 stu- I, I, I got this, like, you know, news article, you can see it in the blog entry that will contain this podcast, okay, I'll be putting links, you know, I spent time researching this, I saw this, like, this was, like, news, like, a few weeks ago, it was, like, a big deal, like, news were, like, you know, hey, you know, everyone, you know, like, people, you know, these, like, you know, um, government offices have been changing their names to Taiwan, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so it was like a big deal in the news. So the thing is, it's like, for example, here in Taiwan, the government has also changed names of agencies in which it has its stake without telling the public about it. So the government has already changed the English names of various overseas offices as part of its, you know, de-sinicization. Sinicization is like, you know, S-I-N-I-C-I-Z-A-T-I-O-N. S-I-N-I, you know, whatever, sinos, whatever is this refers to Chinese okay campaign what used to be the Chinese cultural center in places throughout the United States are now the cultural center of TECO Taipei Economic and Cultural Office the, the thing is they're like changing all instances of C China that refers to Taiwan to Taiwan instead of China 
you you understand what I'm talking about. So so anyway, so which is like you know like whatever, right? Who, who gives a shit? So the thing is, um, yeah, right. Who gives a shit? So what what was I talking about? This why is this news? Oh yeah, now I remember. So 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 I I, I go back to what I was, to what I was talking about like a few minutes earlier. The overseas Chinese offices. The thing is, they've changed their names to to overseas compatriots offices. And the in the news, it's like so you know you change all these offices all over the world. You change their names to overseas. Compatriot from overseas Chinese, and then how would the Chinese people know that you know you're catering to them? Because you know now it's just overseas compatriots. So who's compatriot? You know maybe like compatriots from Iceland or you know Yugoslavia, whatever. So it's like you know really funny because the Chinese name still remains the same, and most overseas Chinese they're not gonna like look at the English name overseas compatriot. They don't really give a shit. So you know whatever. So anyway, I'm gonna read the news. Okay, OCAC renamed Overseas Compatriot Affairs Council. Um, October nine two thousand. The China Post staff. Few may have noticed this, but the Overseas Chinese Affairs Council, Taiwan's highest authority serving citizens living abroad, has been renamed as the Overseas Compatriot Affairs Council. Um, with while officials with the council said the name change was meant to make a clearer distinction between Chinese and Taiwanese, opponents said the move was yet another indication that the government wants to de-sinicize or get rid of all words of phrases. Associated with China, words of phrases. What was that? Okay, it's from the news. So, okay, whatever. All right. So, what are they talking about? Because uh, you know, someone knocked the door, so I had to answer it. Now I can't remember. So, oh yeah, now I remember. So, um, all these like you know, government offices like the China Broadcasting Corporation, which refers to the China refers to Taiwan actually, has now been renamed the Chinese the the Chinese television system has been renamed renamed Taiwan Broadcasting System. But the Chinese name remains the same, right? It still says Chinese instead of Taiwan. But you know, in English, it's already become Taiwan. Ooh, magic! So the thing is, there's you know, why is this news? Number one, it's because why was this news? I mean, like two weeks ago, it was because number one, they just you know changed the the, the English names without like. Telling people or the government officials, which you know, I mean, you know, the bureaucrats—they like to be told everything that's you know whatever. So, or another one is you know, cause like all the, as I said, you know, they changed Chinese to compatriot, and the all the you know overseas Chinese were like you know, oh yeah, now how, how are we gonna know? Like they refer to us, you know, for all we know, they're serving like Icelandic compatriots or compatriots from Romania, and then yeah, okay, so yeah, basically, and there's this like kind of ongoing like whatever doubt. Like you know, for like Chinese, you know, like the Taiwanese is like so are we Chinese? Because for example, in like you know the news, like two weeks ago, and the, they were interviewing like people in the street, like foreigners in the street. Anyway, um, it's like uh, so you know, have, you know, do you think like Taiwanese people are Chinese? Have you heard? Because like if you're like you know a foreigner, say like. From Greece, and then you know you're like American. You're, you're like a Greek American, right? But if you're like you know Taiwanese, it's like Taiwanese Chinese. It's, it's like weird because it's like you know um, redundant or something. So anyway, whatever they have like this kind of like I don't know split personality problem right now. It's like you know what's my identity? Or am I both or am I just one? Because if like you call yourself Chinese, does that mean you're aligning yourself with China or not or whatever? So anyway, so that's why I say you know move to Mars. You know, yay! So okay, that's one thing, one news. I'll be leaving one English news link on the blog, right? The China Post link, and then I'll be leaving two 
Taiwan uh, to Chinese language like um links from from Yahoo News. You know, if you can't understand how to read it, just you know whatever. Um, so yeah, okay. And then so last week I went to the beach. It's somewhere in Tiai. It's not a tourist beach, or supposedly it is during the weekend. Except when you go there, right? It's totally empty except for this like fisherman there, and you have to to get down to the beach. Have, there are like all these stone barricades, you know, like barricades, right? You know, you know the the beach always has barricades so that the waves won't crash, won't go up. So the only way to go there is like to go through the barricades and then step through these like hazardous styrofoam, like I mean makeshift stairs made of styrofoam, which is like you know kind of not very user friendly. And anyway, um. Anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, right. It's not user friendly, so it's not really like you know made for tourists. So I guess it's like good, but it's also bad in the sense that you know I've, like many times you know I was like going down there like last week I was like you know because like to go there it's like it's like you have to step this, step over this and then climb over that and then like turn around and then you know climb again and then it's like you know I was like fearing for my life. But anyway, finally we got down to the beach and then the beach was like totally like empty, right? As I said, no tourists. Nobody selling hot dogs or corn dogs or anything except for like, you know, fishermen. And then the sand had all these like little round rocks on them. And if you look closer, they're not really rocks. They're also sand except shaped into round balls. And who made these? Why are there so many of them? And holes in the ground. And and surrounding the holes, there are like mounds of sand shaped into round balls. Who made these? Are they made by aliens or you know an ex you know some supernatural intelligence? No, they were made by these tiny little crabs. And the thing is, these little crabs they hide in the holes, right? And then they use their tiny little claws to I don't know to 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 make those little balls, and then they throw it out, and then whatever. Oh, okay. So the point is, is like you know, like I've never seen this before. There's like Oh, by the way, I'm gonna be. I I took lots of photos, so I'll probably be making a video. So watch out for that. And I'm, I just wanted to talk about it first. And the thing is, those like crabs. Once you get, they're so small. They're like even smaller than you know the nail than your fingernails. Okay, they're that small. So I, you know, if you if you squat over the holes to you know take a photo, if they feel you're there, they're not gonna come out. And then once you you're about to leave, you'll suddenly see them like scurry out really fast. So it's really annoying if you want to take a photo. So, so I just squatted there for like thirty whole minutes so that they'd get used to my presence. So you know, finally they come out and then you know I get to shoot them. The thing is, I got a sunburn for you know all my you know troubles. So there. Anyway, you know I got some very good photos of these tiny little crabs, smaller than a fingernail. Okay, remember that they're that small and that hard to photograph. So you know, hope you guys appreciate the video, <laughs> which you know I will be making like sometime this week, hopefully if I have time. Lastly, um, for end, you know. Like uh, notebooks, you know the, you know, like in Taiwan, they have all these like funny notebooks, like written in English, you know, E N G R I S H, and they they all have these funny little blurbs in the cover, like you know, pearls of wisdom or whatever, and they all are really super funny. So um, I'll also be posting photographs in the blog post that'll contain this entry, and I'll also be making a video sometime, sometime this month, hopefully. So you know, watch out for it of of all the you know photos in the notebooks. But I wanted to read you some of the stuff in the notebook so you can like anticipate. So okay, one and the cover of this like pink notebook with a world map and then all these weird animals like a jaguar and a seal and a dolphin. Below it, there's this text. I'm gonna read it, okay? And all the you know grammar mistakes are not mine, okay? The Earth gave me 
dream and one lovely raccoon. I know I was the luckiest man alive. Yeah, I don't know what that means, you know. The guy who wrote this must have been like, you know, on drugs or something. Next. Unknown Blue World. Someone is calling me and I'll leave now. The name is Adventure and Romance. That one actually sounds, you know, nice. And then next. There's this question at the end of the, at the, in the notebook cover. Have you ever imagined our wedding at the white church? And then on top of the, you know, text, there's this drawing of a church that looks like a mosque. Okay, there's this like dome and it looks like a mosque except it's got a crucifix, you know, across at the top of the dome. So it's like really funny. You know, white church my ass. And then next, there's this other question in this other notebook. If you want, I'll be the wind for your stifling heart. Now, if anyone told me that, you know, I mean, this supposed to, this sentence is supposed to be romantic, right? But if anyone told me that I had a stifling heart, you know, I'm, I'm going to beat them up. And then next, there's this other notebook that says, Finding beautiful things to say brings dreams of happy meetings. And with hesitating hearts, we head towards that mystical realm. Yo, so this one is another one written by someone high on, like, drugs or something and then the last you know notebook cover blurb you know to end this podcast with um three dots and then the good mood is a vitamin pill for the soul isn't that funny so anyway so thanks a lot for listening and bye bye